0: Alright, welcome back to Bacon Wrapped Business. This is Brad Costanzo and, um, I'm gonna have a lot of fun with today's episode. We're continuing on a topic that was really popular, uh, that I just did recently. The topic is crowdfunding and, you know, the way that we can use this as business owners to just really level the playing field and launch into, uh, you know, just an entirely new, Realm of profitability and give us the ability to launch our ideas much quicker. Before I do that, however, I want to welcome all of the brand new listeners to the show. If this is your first time stumbling across the podcast, well, I'm Brad, and this is my platform that I use to interview some of the most exciting, inspirational, successful uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and experts in fields that I particularly. I'm really curious about as a marketing and business consultant who owns his own businesses and helps others grow theirs. I like to stay on top of my game on all the strategies that are really, really working for uh, entrepreneurs and business owners today. And this has uh, been an awesome way for me to pick the brains of amazing people and let you eavesdrop on the conversations in the hopes that you learn as much as I do. Uh, if you are not a subscriber to the show, click that subscribe button or go over to baconwrapbusiness.com. Jump on the newsletter so that you don't miss an episode. Uh, by the way, if at any point you ever want to get a hold of me, if you have questions, if you have uh, topic recommendations, guest insights, or you want to recommend your favorite business book or other type of book to me, you can always reach out to me at askbrad at baconwrappedbusiness.com. And if there's anything I can do to help you get unstuck in your business, grow your profits, and, you know, just come up with some really unique and proven, proven marketing ideas or campaigns, I mean, don't hesitate to reach out to me. This is what I do. It's what I love. And, uh, speaking of that, we're going to get into uh, a topic that I have recently become completely infatuated with, uh, which is the topic of crowdfunding. On a recent episode where I interviewed David Metzler from Serenity Venture Partners, this was really my first uh, foray into the whole equity based crowdfunding platform and, you know, with some of the new developments that are out there. And then recently I connected with Will Ford, who is today's guest through an, another close friend of mine that I've known for years, uh, named Tom DeDorian. So Will is the president and co-founder, along with Tom, of a company called LaunchBoom. And they are a full-service marketing agency that manages the entire crowdfunding process from start to finish. They partner with companies who are looking to launch new, innovative products on platforms such as Kickstarter and Indiegogo, and what's amazing is they have a 100% success rate on funding every single product launch they've ever managed, and that's because they only launch campaigns when they can control the outcome. And as, as Will has told me in our offline conversations, you know, this happens when you really take time to not only understand the market, what works and take on clients that you know you can do well for, but to really prepare for what they're going to do and then just go at it with a ton of digital marketing that uh, focuses on not only raising the funds, but, um, you know, building massive, uh, massive amount of exposure. So, Will and I were having lunch the other day and we were discussing, uh, you know, how reward based crowdfunding and equity based crowdfunding work together and what they're doing in both of the areas. And that's why I asked Will to come on the call today. So, Will, are you with me, my brother? I'm here. Cool, man. It's great to have you on the show. Uh, I was really excited to continue the conversation we had over by the beach. Uh, like I think it was like last week. About some of the, the cool things that you guys are doing, the, some of the great opportunities that are out there for other folks, so uh, are you ready to bring home the bacon?: I am ready. All right. So tell me a little bit more about uh, you know kind of your background, launch boom, and why crowdfunding is um,
1: so hot, so awesome right now.: Yeah, so I am what they call a serial entrepreneur. Um, I've been fortunate enough to start three businesses, and I've had three successful exits. And the reason I built LaunchBoom was because I had experience launching several products on Kickstarter, on Indiegogo. And before LaunchBoom, I was really frustrated with the process. Um, The reason I've had success with my previous ventures is because it's all about strategy, uh, planning, and then obviously being able to execute. And so obviously with my first few product launches on Kickstarter on Indiegogo, I basically put together a plan so that I could prepare the launch. So when I turn it on, I can control it. The reason it was frustrating prior to launch boom was because I felt like I was hurting cats, literally hurting cats. A <laughs> uh, reason for that is because. In order to deliver a successful product launch on Kickstarter, on Indiegogo, you really need to position the product for that perfect consumer. And then what you need to do is you need to pre-sell the pre-sale on Kickstarter, on Indiegogo. And what I mean by that is I like to build beautiful marketing assets that showcase that product for that perfect consumer. And then once that's been done, I like to build a highly targeted customer audience of people that want to buy the product. Now, the reason that's so important is because I do a lot of digital marketing, a lot of Facebook advertising in particular. And what I like to do is I like to build a massive email database of people that want to buy the product before I launch the product. That way, when I turn on the actual crowdfunding campaign, I can set a campaign goal that I control, that I can crush within the first 24 hours that my campaign goes live. Nice. So you're building up a
0: lot of that pre-launch hype and uh, excitement.
1: That's exactly right, Brad. Nice. And so the reason I was so frustrated prior to building Launch Moon was because I'd go out and I'd hire that awesome video production company to create the marketing assets and the full-length Kickstarter video or Indiegogo video that you have to have In order to launch a campaign. So I'd have one group focused on creating the marketing assets. Then I'd go out and I'd hire a web development company. Their job is to build a landing page to showcase those beautiful, shiny marketing assets that my video production team builds. Now, the reason that was a problem is because the web development, they have their ideas as to which direction the product should head in. And sometimes and most often their vision is different than the video production team. And then the third component is digital marketing. My Facebook advertising team to drive traffic from Facebook to that landing page. And they would have their own vision of where the product should head. So again, I spent most of my time on my earlier product launches, just managing expectations and trying to keep all three teams aligned. So once I delivered several successful campaigns Based on these early product launches that I launched on Kickstarter on Indiegogo, I realized that crowdfunding isn't going anywhere. And the reason for that is because if you look at just the historical analytics, 2013, the crowdfunding industry was at 6 billion. 2014, it finished over 16 billion. Last year, the industry grew to 34 billion. And this year, it's projected to be north of 60 billion. So I believe that crowdfunding isn't going anywhere, and I figured out how to build the perfect system so that we can basically put the video production, the web development, and the digital marketing all under one umbrella, under one roof, which is what LaunchBoom is.
0: Nice, and that's like how you say you control the whole process, and when you can control the process, you know the best practices, and you have much higher… Potential rate of success. Uh, you know, I, I want to kind of diverge for a second over to, you know, the best types of products and maybe the ones who aren't uh, the most ideal for this because, you know, I've been following the Kickstarter Indiegogo model for a while. I've ordered multiple things off of there. Some of them I've been happy with, some of them I haven't. And I know it's been the Wild West with a lot of stuff, but, um, and and I know that most of the things that I've seen do really well are physical products, you know, very obviously consumer-based products and whatnot. But um, do you kind of have a oh I don't know a criteria for which you use to choose um, to to choose potential clients and launches to work on? Absolutely, I yeah. like Tell I, I like
1: yeah I like and I love hardware. Anything that's physical and tangible, I can pretty much crush on Kickstarter. So when you say hardware,
0: are you talking about like you know computerized hardware or just physical hard, like tangible
1: products? Just to kind of clear up there. Yeah, just to be real broad, tangible products. So we Uh love uh, gadgets, tech tech products, robotics. I love apparel. Yep. Um, Nice. Yeah. So for me to answer your question. I like the the three following elements. I like great business owners and entrepreneurs that I believe can take the product through a crowdfunding campaign, but more importantly, can grow their business post-launch. If I believe in the team, I also need them to have a truly innovative, awesome product. Because if the product isn't great, I honestly don't want to touch it. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the third aspect is, it's got to be properly funded. And what I'm really alluding to here is, I need to have an advertising budget to deploy on Facebook. What right. I always,
0: what what kind of advertising budget are you typically looking, you know, as a minimum, to to really work with Launch Boom? You're not saying that everybody who does this on their own or whatnot has to do this, but to work with Launch Boom, um, you're typically looking for
1: what? Yeah. So. This year, we're only doing 50 product launches, okay. and we're more interested in having as many of those be north of a million dollars at the end of the campaign and process. So, as, in a order to- yeah,
0: as the amount of the raise, not the budget, just to make sure that everybody understands.
1: Yeah, sorry, Brett. Um, yeah. Uh, so in regard to budget, um, we need a minimum $25,000 to deploy, and that's deployed during the pre-launch, during the preparation before we actually turn on the campaign. And that allows us to build a massive audience. We also have tools in-house. We have referral loyalty programs that are built into our platform. So when we drive traffic to that landing page and we get interested people to opt in and support the product launch, we also give them the ability to share it with their friends and family. And if they get additional supporters to come in and help support what we're doing, we give them cash back and or free product. Nice. And now, is that is that unique to you, or is that just something that
0: IndieGoGo and Kickstarter does on their own?
1: Yeah, it's very unique to us. Nice, that's um, what I yeah, thought, and that's cool. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no one else really out there doing what we're doing.
0: Okay, and you were telling me what I what I think is really cool is at least with IndieGoGo, right? Is it IndieGoGo who, when people come there and they they're signing up and they're talking to IndieGoGo, a, a lot of times they will refer your company to say, "Well, listen, you guys need to talk to Launch
1: Boom there." They're amazing, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's wild, Brad, because we started LaunchBoom, the brand, July 2015, so exactly a year ago. Yeah. And today, we are the industry leaders. We have the best pre-launch platform, and as a result, I'm getting 90% of my leads from Kickstarter and Indiegogo. And the reason right. they are sending them every day to us is because they know if they go through our process and preparation, they know they're going to perform better. And the way they make their money is they take a commission off of all the funds raised.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. So that's, that's, it's a win win. And that's awesome that they've recognized your ability uh, to do that as well. Uh, I want to go back to where you were talking about some of the products you like. So you mentioned apparel, right? So give me an example of what, like a, the type of apparel you like, uh, what makes a good apparel, maybe even an example of something there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, of course. So for me, it's, again, I love working with awesome people that have awesome products and obviously that have some sort of advertising budget so we can drive traffic. And um, earlier this year, we launched a product. It was a leather glove. Oh, yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, by a company called Giver. And they're based out of Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And the founder is a great guy. I actually spent some time earlier this winter um, skiing with him up there in Jackson Hole, had a great time, got some awesome video footage. And he basically built this really cool four-season leather glove. And if you go to Kickstarter or Indiegogo and you type in giver, it's G-I-V-E apostrophe R, you can actually see the results. And we basically launched this glove. And within a two-month period, we did close to $300,000 in sales. It was powerful. So, and I've seen the glove and I
0: I just want to give people an idea. So it's not like a fashion glove. It's a functional glove, right? So tell me what's innovative about the glove.
1: Yeah. So it's basically, we call it the four season glove because you can wear it in the summertime to do yard work, gardening. You can wear it in the wintertime if you're snowboarding or skiing. Um, I personally wore them when I was up there in Jackson Hole in the middle of February. And I was skiing in 16 inches of powder and uh, they kept me warm the entire time. Um, They're extremely durable. So you can literally operate all sorts of uh, mechanical machinery. Um, You can soak them in boiling water. Um, You can, they're waterproof and water resistant. So you can literally, um, if you're, fishing and you get them wet they're going to withstand that i mean they're just awesome all around gloves and um whether you know so
0: you- i'm so i, I just kind of want to interject so this is funny because i i stopped by the launch boom headquarters prior to when i first met you and i was with tom and and, Kent Clothier, and we, we were in there, and Tom was showing us the gloves. And I gotta be, re- like, I love this. This is, this is a great testament to your ability. I looked at the gloves, and I was like, are you kidding me that these raised $300,000? Like, we were laughing about it. Like, they, they look kinda like work gloves, like big, thick work gloves, or whatever. They didn't look like anything, uh, out of the space age. There was nothing, there was nothing visibly remarkable about them. Just to say, like, you know, not to take anything away from, they're probably amazing gloves, but I think this is a testament to what's possible when you have like quality gloves with, or, you know, a quality product with some innovative features on it and the right marketing. I mean, like you said, you're able to raise $300,000 off of like durable gloves. And I'll, I know in the past, my, my, um I guess my preconception about Kickstarter, Indiegogo stuff has always been like high-tech things, right? And this was awesome proof of concept that it doesn't have to be high-tech uh, in order to to have a really successful launch on with, with the way you guys do this.
1: No, exactly right. No, you're exactly right. I mean, the reason we did that deal was because the entrepreneur behind the company is an awesome guy, and he really did build a great product. Mm-hmm. And all we did was we built a compelling story around the product and then we basically built a powerful community around that product during the pre-launch. Yep. So by the time we turned it on, on Kickstarter, we already had thousands of people ready to buy it.
0: Okay, so are there any other apparel-related products that come to the top of your mind that you've either worked on or that you've seen have a lot of success? And I'm asking because apparel is one of those things that I, I don't think a lot of people would just think of. And I'm not talking about apparel like... um super high-tech apparel i'm talking about other types of apparel like yeah uh, yeah so so give me another example and i know and i also say this because i know that there's some listeners to the show and some people that i know who do sell apparel uh in multiple forms that some of them they have made and designed themselves and other ones that's you know just a fashion base like the design has to do with it so give me another example there if you can
1: yeah, actually I'm glad you asked because we've got a launch that's going live in 2 weeks. Mm-hmm. It's called it's called Yellowberry. And Yellowberry is basically um it is a um it I call it a tween line. So it's basically girls who need sports bras, um girls who are like in that early adolescent stage mm-hmm. uh, that want, you know, good-looking bathing suits and um it's basically led by a truly remarkable girl. Um. who is basically 20 years old and she is creating this brand and this community around, you know, being able to give younger girls, especially that tween age, confidence to, you know, go out there and truly enjoy uh, the bathing suits and um, other products that they, you know, manufacture and purchase um, so that it's really unique because I've never done anything quite like it but they've done a great job building just a great quality product. And we're launching these tween bathing suits in early July. And um, the pre-launch is going extremely well. When I say extremely well, we literally have over a 100,000 people that have already opted in to the pre-launch community that are already on standby to purchase the product when we launch. Um, another a 100,000. Wow, uh,
0: curious about that because this has always been a weird market, um, marketing towards like that the tween, whether it's boy or girl. Because typically the people, the 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 end users of this don't have the money to buy, so they either have to ask mom and dad because yep. they probably don't have a credit card. So are you? Is the strategy there more to market to the mom and dad, or is it more to market to the tween girl and get them to ask mom and dad that? Oh my gosh, I have to have this.
1: Yeah, it's actually uh, quite the opposite. We're actually going right to the parents. Okay. The parents, the parents are the ones who are totally understanding and nice. loving this brand. And um, based on the metrics and analytics that are coming back from the Facebook advertising, um, you know, different advertisements we're deploying. Yeah, it's primarily parents. Okay. So this is – and I'm fascinated. So this is
0: a company that's already – they are already launched, right? They, they they are operational. They are currently selling product or they just – or have they not even sold any product yet? Yeah, no, that's correct. It's, it's uh, Yellowberry. Uh, yeah, well, I'm there right now. That's why it looks like it's a, uh, an, a re- an active company. So what is the hook here for when you guys start to say, um, hey, come fund this. Like, are, what are they funding? Because I know that a lot of times, uh, Kickstarters, Indiegogos, it is, hey, we have a concept for a product, and we need your help to, to bring this product to reality. But in this case... Uh, what is the, like, I guess, what's the rationale behind the
1: fundraise? Yeah, no, good question. So let me back up a little bit here because the reason I love hardware and I like physical products mm-hmm. is because what we're, what we're doing on Kickstarter, on Indiegogo, is we're basically taking the new concept and we're pre-selling it. And once we sell pre-sell thousands of units... What I love about crowdfunding is that we get the cash up front and then we have six to 12 months to deliver the product. Yeah. So in essence, it's really a pre-sale platform the way I look at it. Right. But so, that's not going on here. Yeah. So so on this particular campaign, we're launching the new swimwear sports bra products that Yellowberry has just produced. They're really cool new designs. And again, it's nothing that the tween space has ever seen before. Okay. So it's great quality products, it's awesome designs, and um, it's it's really validated at this point. I mean, the fact that we have over 100,000 people that have literally gone to our landing page and given us by submitting their email address, um, you know, it shows us that there is a huge demand and we actually have some really big expectations when we launch this next month. So if you go to yellowberry.com, what you're looking at, Brad, is the landing page. And um, that is how we build our communities. We usually create a call to action saying, please give us your email, get ready to launch soon on Kickstarter, join our VIP community and be the first one to know when we launch. And we're going to give you a super sweetheart deal within the first 24 hour period that we launch.
0: Makes okay. sense? Yeah, it does. That's what you're doing
1: for this one. That's what we do for all our clients.
0: Okay. But, and then do you see the, cause I still haven't quite drilled down to maybe the answer I'm looking for here. So what is the, um, what is the, is is the rationale when you guys come out with the video and the whole campaign for this, is the rationale, Hey, we're Yellowberry. Here's what we've done. We want to launch this new line of uh, products, but we need your support in order to do that. Like, what's the reason behind the fundraise? And Is it is it just that like we want we want to launch a new line and we need your help? We can't do it without you. Almost always.
1: Um, okay. It it's, it's just a
0: great way. I got to a very selfish reason for asking you this that I'll come around to in a minute. But um, yeah, that's why. But that's why I'm digging deep is because I always like I want to know the reason of.
1: Um, the the honest truth is it's the best way to validate a product. Okay. So, anytime, so just so you know, today I work with the early stage entrepreneur. And I also work with very profitable businesses. I actually have a Fortune 1000 company right now that's a client. And the reason I'm able to work with everybody is because if you're launching a product and you want to validate that product, crowdfunding is by far the best place to do that because you can pre-sell units, you collect the cash up front, and then you can place a larger volume order with your manufacturer, which should help you get additional price breaks. So when I look at it I really look at it like risk free revenue for yeah. business because it it really is. Okay, cool.
0: Um and I and I will circle back around to one of the reasons I asked for that uh, on there. So so physical products obviously you know are the best things that have some functional. This is these are these are somewhat functional but it's more probably the styling. That makes it fun and sexy and cool.
1: I guess when you're talking about tweens, you don't want to use the word sexy. No, but, but-, Brad, you're right. no, but Brad, you're right. Like it comes down to like design. Um, you know, design's a real popular category on Kickstarter and Indiegogo. Um, it comes down to um, the mission. You know, maybe it's just a great social cause. We okay. actually finished a crowdfunding campaign earlier earlier this week called O Search O C E A R C H. Um, it's an organization that's basically doing all sorts of shark research because mm. sharks are being eliminated right now. Um, and so what they're doing is they're trying to figure out the cause to that because they're at the top of the food chain. And if they're extinct, it could have a very serious effect on our ecosystem around the world. Right. So, so it, I mean, again, it just comes down to style, design, innovative product. Um, maybe there's a, you know, a great social cause behind the product launch. And those are the type of deals that I like to get involved with because we're able to not only position that product, but we're able to build huge communities behind them to support them. And then when we turn them on, we're able to always crush that goal within the first 24 hours.
0: Nice. Well, and I love this because when we were talking last, uh, maybe was it a week or two ago where you were just launching Fly Charge, F-L-I-Charge? Yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 was, I was having lunch with you guys. I think the day it went live and they were, you know, raising a hundred thousand dollars that are already at 166,000. So congratulations by the way, again, for, uh, you know, meeting your funding goal there. That's awesome. No, thank you. And I I know you've still got like, it says like three weeks left to go
1: with 1300 backers. Um, I mean, Brad, that's just it. It's like, basically what we're doing is we're launching products in a powerful way. The reason I love crowdfunding, being an entrepreneur, is because by the time I'm done with a campaign, the my my clients, these entrepreneurs, these business owners, literally have thousands of new customers that have purchased the product, and I basically put them in the best position for the bigger deal beyond Kickstarter, beyond Which is the equity <laughs> equity based stuff, right? Uh, that's part of it, but the other part of it is they can sit in front of retailers and they can actually look oh, the retailer and they have more leverage now because they can look in the media and say, "I sold a million dollars with my product in the last sixty days." Clearly, there's a demand here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I- same with, same with licensing deals. So, to your point, but there's also an even bigger opportunity as well now because Regulation A just took effect last month, mm-hmm. which means that now not credited investors have access to these early stage opportunities or these early stage deals. But now the 99% have access to these deals as well, which is extremely exciting.
0: Yeah, it really is. And that that was one of the episodes I just recently did with David Metzler where we um, really, really went over all the possibilities of raising, you know, sub a million and then, you know, up to 50 million and all of the Crazy cool opportunities and just how you can stack these as well. So for like, I don't want to go too, too far into the what, like the definition of equity crowdfunding for my listeners who haven't heard that one. They can go back and actually, if you go to like com slash equity dash crowdfunding, you can hear like the 101 on it. But uh, I love the idea. That because yeah you can use in the very and that's a much more complex and expensive process to actually raise you know give away equity for um, for money versus doing a you know giving away reward based st- stuff, but I love the concept of you know doing proof proof of concept and your early stage fundraising and early stage you know get your early stage backers the ones who just love you and you know on Indiegogo Kickstarter and then you come back after you've raised that. And hey you, you reward them with the opportunity to give you more money for a piece of equity and I mean it's just so powerful what can be done when you kind of com- combine these
1: yeah so, so right. Brett I think, you know, like you nailed it on the head there so what gets me so excited about the industry I'm playing in is that it really is the Wild West I mean it's very very new and it's a major game changer now that mm-hmm. anyone can Invest in these early-stage deals. So the reason I'm so excited about it is because if you think about the business model we built here at Launch Boom, we basically have created the perfect storm for our clients. What I mean by that is by the time I get through a crowdfunding campaign, about 50% of my clients are always asking me, hey, Will, can you introduce me to some angel investors? Hey, Will, can you introduce me to some venture capitalists? I want to raise another million dollars. I want to sell 10% of my company, and I want to accelerate my growth. And I want to leave any potential competitors in my dust. Mm -hmm. And so what's so exciting is when we get through a crowdfunding campaign, I always stressed this well before we launched the campaign, but I say we have to deliver an awesome backer experience because it's so imperative that we take care of these backers, these consumers, because. Now the they can become investors. You nailed it. And they're so much more powerful today than they were two months ago. Because oh. Yeah. Of reg- because of Regulation A. So it's it's just it's a real exciting time because for me, before I turn on a launch, after I have all the variables in place, and I know, for example, let's say they can they tell me, hey Will, I can deliver the product in October. What I do is I tell the backers on the Kickstarter campaign that we're going to deliver in December. And I do that intentionally so that I build a two month buffer so that I can deliver the product early and deliver an awesome backer experience. So the backer not only feels great because they help the company take their concept and turn it into a reality, but but they're more excited because they're getting their product two months early. So now they're like, these guys have their act together. These guys are the real deal. And so what happens is what we're learning is that these early backers, there's a strong loyalty that that just occurs because they help take that idea to, to, to reality. And what, what usually happens up until a couple months ago was I would then take that same company and I would launch a second campaign and a third campaign, launching a version 2.0 or launching an entirely new product. And what we found is that of those backers would back the second campaign and the third campaign. So the campaigns would get larger and larger. But now because of regulation A, we can actually go back to the same backers and say, Hey, Brad, thank you so much for buying my giver glove. Because of you, I'm killing it. And I'm raising a million dollars now so that I can basically have the best glove in the world. Because you supported me early, I want to give you first option to buy shares in my company and you can do that for as little as a hundred dollars most consumers out there would be more than willing to give a hundred dollar bill to buy real shares of these early stage companies that have huge upside
0: yeah you're absolutely right and it's never been possible before that's what's so cool about this um I want to, I want to change the gears and I want to go into an example. So one of the things I love about my podcast is that I make it very self serving. I use this as a way to take some of the things that I'm currently working on and, um, ask my guests, in this case, you, what you would do in, in my situation. Now, you and I've actually talked about this. So one of the businesses that I, that I own with my wife is Stiletto Coffee. And, um, so let's explore this as a, you know and what's great about this for the you know the listeners, they'll get to listen about okay does this does this end up being a good candidate for this or uh, or not, right? so this they'll get to hear your thinking about why this may or may not work. So you had a you,
1: you've
0: you have a basic understanding of what we're doing at stiletto coffee, right? Oh yeah, cool.
1: right, I think it's, I think it's a super cool brand, and I think it's a great idea.
0: Thank you. For my listeners who are just tuning in and have not heard me talking about it, my wife and I launched a, a a coffee brand that is currently being sold only online and through Amazon, uh, at the moment, back in January called Stiletto Coffee. It's the only coffee marketed specifically towards women with a social component to it, heavy story driven, uh, sexiest packaging in the business. And, um, what's, what's unique about it is that everybody else in the market is selling coffee beans We're actually selling to the demographic first and we're trying to resonate with the avatar the person who buys our coffee uh, Coffee is the mechanism to really connect with them the sassy classy professional driven women who care about uh, You know giving back and helping to raise other women up and break the glass ceiling right so that's kind of the backstory for all my new listeners um, so We have, we are in operation right now. We are currently selling like three or four different, um, different blends and we would love to scale. We would love to have more money to buy, uh, you know, more product, do more marketing and hire people and actually, you know, more for operations. Um, now realistically, we don't need new cash. To launch a product. So the nice part about it, if we're launching a new blend of beans, we can start off small realistically and, uh, and, and be nimble. We come up with a new, uh, name, a new design, a new flavor profile. We put it out there. And, um, when people buy, we roast it, we bag it and we, and we send it out. So that's adva- advantageous to us and that there's not an enormous capital outlay. But if we want to grow the way we intend to grow, we will need capital for that. So in a case like this, whether we're using like Indiegogo or Kickstarter, would it even make sense to say and and how would you potentially structure that? Where it's like, okay, we wanna let's just say we wanted to raise, I'm gonna throw a number out there, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, right? Like legitimately just pulled that out of the air. But yep. that would be great. We could do some major damage with that, hire some great people, get some major traction, etc. Um, what kind of angles might you go with if if we um, if we decided to do something like that?
1: okay, great question Brad. So on my side, in addition to having an awesome product, in addition to having an awesome business model, mm-hmm. I need to match that up with equally exciting prize options. So yep. what I love I mean. about Kickstarter and indieGogo is that, You're not actually giving away any equity at all, Mm -hmm. but instead you're just pre-selling units or you're selling prizes to support your goals with raising your quarter million dollars. Right. So in this example, you, you have an awesome business model. I mean, you've got a great brand and it makes perfect sense what you guys are doing with stiletto. Um, But on the other hand, the only challenge I see here is that because um, it's, it's more of a SaaS type model. Um, we need to match it with equally compelling prize options. Wait, what do so, you mean it's more of a SaaS type model? Not, not SaaS type model, but I, I guess what I'm getting at is you guys are basically, um, you, you guys are subscription e-commerce. Is yes. that correct? Correct. Because it's a subscription e-commerce is more membership based. Well, by the way, it's not that that it, we have a subscription
0: program. It's not subscription only. So people can come buy a single bag or buy five bags if they want and not be a part of the subscription. So it's not like a a curated coffee. It's not a you can only have a membership. That's just hey, if you want uh, if you want to be on auto ship, you save like ten or fifteen percent.
1: So, which again, my previous business was the same exact model. It was subscription e-commerce. It was in the but you only world. had,
0: but you only had subscription, right? Like you couldn't just buy one box. At I, a time. I, I
1: actually, I actually had both options as okay. well. Okay. Okay. And, and that business it did great, and um, we had a great exit early, um, 2015, which was awesome. Yeah. And uh, so I totally get the model, but the. What we need to do is we need to create an exciting prize option. What we've learned is that um, a lot of backers on Kickstarter they're 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 selfish from a from a perspective that they want to feel like they're getting a great deal and they want to be excited about the product that they're you know getting ready to receive. That's okay. why they're willing to give you their money now and they're willing to wait six to twelve months to actually receive it in the mail. So again, in your case, I think you have um, on the one hand, I think you've got the right brand, the right business model, but on the other hand, the reason I love hardware is because it gives me an an opportunity to build a story around the product, talk about why we want to build it, and then pre-sell it so that we can actually sell enough units to take it through manufacturing and deliver an awesome experience. In your case, the only thing I'd suggest is we need to really be creative about what type of product we would sell to complement all the work you've already done in creating right. the brand, creating your customer base. And so some examples, just thinking out loud, what you know, we could do like a super cool stiletto coffee mug. Or we could do um you know, all sorts of fun, cool accessories. We could do apparel. A coffee um, maker. maker, a certain type of coffee maker, you exactly. know, exactly. Okay. So and not
0: then, not to wear and this is good. So it's it, it would nec- it would not necessarily be hey, we're raising the funds to bring out a new uh roast or to grow our business because nobody just really wants to give you money to say oh hey yeah we'll give you money so you can grow your business because that's not sexy right they want to they want to see a product kind of come to life so we could maybe reward them with the coffee but we're using the funds to fund the new development of something else that doesn't
1: exist yet yeah that's that's exactly right or um, You know, in the example of O-Search, O-Search was our first nonprofit. And to be honest with you, Brad, we did it just as a good deed to give back the sheer as a business. And again, these guys had no money. They had not $1 for advertising, wow. but they had, they had a really big idea, a big cause and a great team. And so what we did instead was we basically took their brand and we just did basic apparel. We did hoodies, t-shirts, hats. That was the majority of the prize options. Um, in addition to being able to meet up with the team and you know go out on the boat and actually participate in an expedition. What did they say they were raising the funds for in particular? Yeah, so this particular campaign was raising. A, they needed a minimum hundred and fifty thousand dollars to basically uh, put together a team and expedition to go off the coast of New York. And, to, and into the Atlantic to tag all sorts of white sharks okay, to continue cool. to do deeper yeah, studies and research on what's going on behind this recent phenomenon with uh, the white sharks disappearing. Do you, so, think I could, do you think we could say on
0: Stiletto Coffee that Kenya and I need to find a trip to Colombia <laughs> to go search for new coffee beans? Honestly, like you totally could. <laughs> we need to find an expedition so we can go find the most rare, amazing
1: coffee beans and we need you ladies to pay for it. I, like I mean, <laughs> I hate to, I, I hate to say it, but that could work definitely. Yeah. yeah. And so, so, so these guys at OSearch, The reason I did the deal was because they're like, hey, Will, we don't have any money, but we have about a hundred thousand emails in our database, and they're like, and these are people that have donated to us over the years. So the way I looked at it was, you know what? They already have an active audience. They have a great cause, and they really need the money. So I, we did the deal pro bono, and we basically um, took them through the process. And without any advertising, not one dollar, we finished the campaign two days ago. They they had to have one hundred and fifty dollars, otherwise the project would not get funded on Kickstarter. And mm-hmm. they said, "Well, we, we can't do this for a dollar less." And by the time we were done, we literally finished just over the goal. <laughs> uh, we we did we did we did over fifty thousand dollars in the last ten hours that the campaign was live over oh, wow. a thirty day period, mainly yeah, so we, from their current email list. It was through a current email list, but what also happened was Kickstarter, they drove their traffic to it because Kickstarter is now a B corporation.
0: Yeah, so
1: anything with exactly. awesome social cause, they actually get behind internally and they and they drive their audience to those campaigns. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, because that's the nice part
0: about Stiletto Coffee is our we have an impact program where where we do fund social causes through um, related to women through a portion of the profits. It gives it gives me a lot of ideas. You know one question popped into my brain what is what is the most unique? whether you've been involved in it or not, just in the kicks and the whole crowdfunding stuff? What's maybe the most unique campaign that you've seen where it did not just involve using and i'm I'm putting you on the spot here, but it it did not just involve like the, like the use of the product or like, oh, this is the coolest product ever or whatever has there has there been anything that kind of comes to mind like, oh wow, um this has been this was a really unique way to use Kickstarter Indiegogo and crowdfunding to fund a, a new business or a venture that kind of stands out from the normal way that people do it. I love thinking outside of the box and I don't know if there if anything kind of pops up. If not, it's okay.
1: Yeah, I mean the the truth is we've done so many fun launches. I mean we've played in the tech space, we've played in the robotic space, we've played in the apparel space. Um, I mean, we just finished this nonprofit that I honestly was skeptical that we were gonna hit it because it didn't go through our process. Yeah. And the fact that we finished on top was honestly probably the highlight of my week this week. But I'd say probably one of the another cool launch we did this year was it's called Orison, O-R-I-S-O-N. And they're actually a company located and headquartered here in San Diego, California. And these guys have built on energy, uh, basically a a battery that competes with Tesla's technology. Oh, wow. It's also also a fraction of the cost. And so when we launched the product, to be honest with you, it was the most expensive product we ever launched. On average, the average order was about $1,500 a unit. And the reason um, is because this battery has the ability to power your entire home off grid. And the way it works is, When energy's at all-time high levels, where it's very expensive to draw energy for your home, Mm -hmm. uh, what happens is the battery has technology and software built into it, and it basically tells your home to stop operating off-grid, and it basically powers your entire home. And then when energy levels are are at low peak hours, where the energy's super cheap, it recharges itself. and it's. Super cool technology, but basically, oh, very um, similar
0: to the uh, like, like you said, like what is it the Tesla's
1: big wall charger? Is it the same general same concept? Degree. But but you say it's cheaper? Same exact concept, except literally a fraction of the cost. Like oh, wow. I said, fifteen hundred dollars a unit, and there's wall units, and there's also standalone units if you don't want to hang it from the wall. And so, what was so amazing for me is that this company, another scrappy early stage startup, they had basically no budget at all i mean mm-hmm. i think we deployed a total of ten thousand dollars into advertising but the reason i consider it so successful is because we did about three hundred and fifty thousand dollars on kickstarter last winter and um and you know deploy ten thousand dollars in facebook advertising and to do oh you know do over three hundred thousand dollars that's an awesome roi that really is that really is and, that's awesome and, and- and the reason I tell you that story is because I was a little hesitant. I thought the price point might be too high. Mm-hmm. And um, and I and I'm happy to eat my words on that.
0: <laughs> exactly. You know, it's funny by the way, as you're talking, I went over to Indiegogo and I typed in coffee, just looking at all the kind of cool things that are being funded. And I've played around looking at stuff like this, but it is neat when you're when you realize like I'm looking at people who've funded 150, 200,000, 280,000 for different like coffee gadgets, etc. Um and it just kind of goes to show you that if you do have an idea in this world, there is no limit with some of the developments of what you can potentially do. Um, you know, one of the things we talked about, you you just mentioned this uh, a minute ago and or multiple minutes ago and we talked about it at lunch the other day was you know, obviously, running a running a crowdfunding campaign costs money. You have to market it. You have to film a a great video, and you know, a video is probably I would say, arguably, the majority of it. If you're not if you're not telling a compelling story, you're screwed. But um, it costs money to do this, and there's probably weren't you saying there's a lot of companies that kind of come to you and say we would love to do this, and you tell them, yeah, th- listen, here's here's the budget you're going to need, both for us for marketing, et cetera, and they just don't have that. Um, Are there currently that you know of any options they have to borrow that money or to get that money in order to get it to work for them besides just going to other friends and family? Because it's like you know they're trying to raise money through Kickstarter, et cetera, but you need money to make money. Are you aware of any solutions for them at the moment?
1: Yeah, so Brad, again, back to our lunch conversation last week. Um, there's a huge opportunity there for yeah. someone to just, for someone to step up and actually create a fund and more specifically for, for my purpose, because I'm cherry picking the best of the best companies to work with. Yep. And I do come across some deals that have the right entrepreneurs have the right product, but they literally are like, Hey, well, I don't have two pennies to rub together. And unfortunately today I'm not, able, I'm not able to help those guys. And so again, if there was some source where these earlier stage entrepreneurs with those awesome ideas could actually get, you know, a $50,000 loan, um, that would actually be enough for us to take it through our system and process a 100% of all the work and deliver hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in real revenue.
0: Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. That's um That's exactly what we were talking about. And if you, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to David Metzler's uh, thing the other day of Serenity Venture Partners, which is one of the things that he's doing. And he's one of the only people or one of the few companies out there doing this now, which is he's raising a fund to fund the marketing and startup costs for, um, primarily Regulation A equity crowdfunding deals, where hey, I need fifty thousand dollars for SEC filings or or whatever, and I need a hundred thousand dollar marketing budget or whatever it is. So he's raising funds from investors who want a a, really a beautiful return, short term return on their money, in order to fund this. And like I can see this, for instance, if there's a company that if you know with Launch Boom. You guys know what works and what doesn't. You guys have had a hundred percent success rate. Um, let's say a company needs to raise, you know, $250,000, like I said, and maybe the total budget they need is about twenty-five dollars to $50,000, or let's just say it's $50,000, you know, to work with you guys, um, for ads, ad costs, your profits, video, et cetera. Um, if you know for a fact, or if you, if you have a high degree of certainty that you're going to be able to fund this thing, um, I guess they, the option is they work in, they work into the budget. Okay. You guys need $250,000 to, to meet all your operational goals. Well, let's try to raise $300,000 so that, uh, we can pay back the money you borrowed at a favorable rate, um, to the investor who, you know, like, let's say I loan somebody some money. Let's say the next person that came to you is like, Yeah, man, we need money. We just, we're like $40,000 short. I'm just spitballing here, by the way. I say, All right, Costanzo Ventures will loan you $40,000, but I ex- I expect a 50% uh, return on capital one, uh, out, that
1: comes out of the raise, right? That's absolutely it, doable. He bratted genius, man. And not, now that I think about it, before I forget, if you could actually, Create an introduction for me and David. Oh yeah, I absolutely will. He's over in France now, but when he comes
0: back, he he definitely wants to meet you guys. Yeah,
1: because I mean that's exactly what I'm looking for. Because just so you know, the only other way I'm able to help those companies that don't have the funding in place is we're actually launching a do-it-yourself product next month, like a course. It's it's basically going to be like a do-it-yourself instruction guide where we hold your hand through the process, but it would be a fraction of our cost and it would uh, allow the entrepreneur to access our platform, uh, give them access to our tools and follow our system for success. Mm-hmm. I love that. When are you yeah, guys launching that? At? That's going to be launched uh, on July 15th. Okay. Nice. You guys are, you guys are keeping busy, man. Well, think about it. I mean, everyone I deal with um, after the leads have been qualified and they, they land on my desk, out of every 10 people I talk to, I can probably only work with, you know, 10% or one out of 10 people. Because again, for me t- this year, I'm only interested in touching campaigns that I can take a $50,000 investment and turn it into a half million or more. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, I'm only doing 50 deals this year and I have to get as many of those, um, you know, substantial returns because that is what's going to ensure that Launch boom is the continued leader in the crowdfunding industry this time next year. Makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does. So so repeat that number that you're looking to do. So you're looking to work with companies who are
1: uh, looking to raise how much? So I want to only work with companies that have a minimum $50,000 to invest in this process. Right. That includes the advertising that I need. Mm -hmm. And I can basically take that, do a hundred percent of all the work and deliver a half million or, or a lot more on the effort.
0: I like it. I like it a lot. So, man, there are it's really crazy the opportunities that are out there that are allowing us to uh, you know, fund our dreams. There's another um there's another I I almost forgot about this until recently, but I think it was back in January, was the first crowdfunding episode that I did on here. It was with my friend Greg Jacobs who created a course called Incredible Dream Machines and um the premise of that by the way was and you're welcome to go back and listen to it it was really good but he had a course called Incredible Dream Machines which was how to use specifically Indiegogo because I don't believe this is available on Kickstarter where he says listen um, if you you know you can find products that are you know already in existence overseas on Alibaba, et cetera. So you're finding the manufacturers, you find something there. And if you can think of a way to improve that, if you can think of a way to, you know, customize that, because the nice part is on Alibaba, you're typically buying from the source, not the, um, you know, not like a wholesaler. And you can find that you come up with a, like a design modification or something else. You can, uh, you can have that mocked up, sketched up, et cetera. And then you can run your Indiegogo campaign about this and tell them what you're doing and what you're trying to launch. And then raise the funds in order to buy all the inventory and then begin selling that. Not only, uh, you know, after this, but then you now you're able to put it onto Amazon, sell it elsewhere, et cetera. But in essence, it's how to fund your own, in essence like a private label uh, product out there where you're not necessarily inventing from scratch, but you're improving something that exists and using the Indiegogo to uh, you know for the inventory and marketing costs, et cetera. So it was really it was really um an interesting I don't have to go back and listen to it. It was an interesting conversation though.
1: It makes it makes I mean that's exactly right, Brad. There's so much opportunity out there and crowdfunding, it's it's exponentially growing as an industry each and every year. Yep, nice. So I am going to continue to put my
0: hat on for this in a couple ways. I know we've talked about potentially uh, joint venturing in one way or another, and especially helping Tom and uh, utilizing some of you know the marketing capabilities of you know myself and my company, Costanzo Marketing Group, and seeing if there's any ways that we can add value to. Uh, what you guys are doing uh, I'm also consistently looking to keep my eye out for clients of mine or potential uh, ways that I can bring them in to say listen if this makes sense for you let's do that and bring it to you and you know we all work together on um, helping to fund somebody else's dream um, I know you're looking for great companies like you said who have a uh, cool innovative product the hardware that um, with a great story behind it and can, you know, potentially utilize your services to fund that. Is there, uh, what, what's the best way to get a hold of you if somebody's listening? They're like, shit, I think I need this.
1: Honestly, I think the best way to do it would be just visit our website. You can go to launchboom.com. Yep. It's launchboom.com. And if you go in there, there is a button on the top of the page that says apply in the upper right hand side of the website and if you click on that apply button um, there's some basic fields that you can fill out and we will get back to you within 24 hours
0: beautiful I, I love it well um, Manuel I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the call today and I want to continue our uh, relationship As we go forward and find some cool ways to work together, whether it's with mutual clients, whether maybe, I mean, it could be something to do with Stiletto Coffee. I think that would be a really cool uh, thing to kind of explore the possibilities and really think out of the box here how we can make a a big dent in what we're trying to do. I mean, if there's if there's nothing else you want to add, we can go ahead and wrap this up. And I will tell all of my listeners that if you've enjoyed this, uh, I mentioned earlier there was another uh, couple episodes that I've done. One of them was called "Incredible Dream Machines" and uh, using Indiegogo. That was with Greg Jacobs. You can find it on the in the show notes. I'll link to it as well as the link to uh, David Metzler from Serenity Venture Partners, who talked about equity-based Regulation A crowdfunding in much more detail and all of the cool things there. Obviously, uh, Will, you've done an awesome job at explaining some of the nuanced uh, you know, possibilities and success stories and what it really takes to make a rewards-based crowdfunding uh, platform take off. Uh, I've been, as I said, I've been really just diving into this head first because there's so much opportunity there. Uh, if you guys agree with that, if you have... Um, if you have any ideas, if you have any contacts, if you just want to explore the possibilities of maybe this is right for me, maybe it's not, I mean, you can feel free to go to, to launchboom.com like Will said, uh, or if you, before you go there, if you just want to kind of pick my brain to see if I think it's worth uh, you applying with Will, you can always reach me at askbrad at com, And I'm happy to look into that and see if there is any potential opportunities, whether it's with crowdfunding or other unique ways to get some cash in your pocket to grow or launch, uh, you know, or scale your business uh, or even potentially, even potentially sell your business. So, um, if you've enjoyed the show, share it on the book of faces and the, Tweet it on the Twitter machine, uh, share it with your friends, talk about it, leave a review on iTunes, and uh, until next time, will man. If is there anything else you wanted to add,
1: Brad? I, I think you're awesome at podcast. I'm impressed.
0: Ah, thanks. I appreciate it, man. Thanks. Uh, appreciate that a lot. So, um, all right, guys. Till next time. Tune in. Got some awesome shows coming up. Got some awesome shows in the backlog. Go listen to them all. Because I mean, it's way more fun than working. So. Talk to you all next week. Bye-bye. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Will.